The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello, and welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and thank you for being here. It's good to be with you all whenever you're listening to this show, so thank you so much for being here with me right now. The Legendary Leaders radio show today focuses on love. What is love? How do you know when you are loved? And how do you know when you are being loved? We're going to explore the seven actions of love, and each one of those will produce seven responses of being loved, and that's what we're going to be looking at to create in ourselves and for others, and that's important information coming up shortly. I know that we all have the feelings of love, but there are actually action steps we can do to create a certain response for others to to feel loved. That's what we'll focus on. And after that, I'll take you on another guided visualization to go back to your inner sanctuary, where you'll have another experience, not only of your inner sanctuary, but an experience of being loved by your higher self. We're opening up the phone lines today to take calls from you, and I'll be channeling direct answers to your most burning questions from your higher self. So please keep this number handy. 1-866-472-5795. 1-866-472-5795. If you have a pen or notepad on your computer, you can jot this number down. You'll have a chance to have your questions answered soon. So please call 1-866-472-5795 in a little while. Let's talk about love. What is love and how do we know if we're being loved? How do we know when we are being loving? I've been studying metaphysics now for nearly three decades, and metaphysics is the study of how life really works behind the illusion of what we may think life is all about, and love is at the center of what life is all about. There are many ideas about about love out there, as we all know. We, we all have a desire to be loved and many of us to be loving, 
And there are many poems, songs, books, and movies out there about love. But what is it really? Well, one thing we know that there are many faces of love. There's mother-father love and brother-sister love. There's romantic love, erotic love, wanting to be part of another. There's the romance of love, an animism, and an aliveness that we can feel sometimes in nature when we feel everything is alive all around us. There's self-love. There's the love of the whole, feeling connected to the love of life. And there's divine love. We certainly can't cover such a huge topic in just a few minutes here, but what I want to share with all of you today is information that Lazarus gave to us decades ago. The following information comes from Concept Synergy, and you can find more information about that by going to www.lazarus.com. A brief story about me. When I was in my 20s and 30s searching for romantic love, I seemed to get into one dysfunctional relationship after another. It always started out with fireworks, passion, excitement, and then it would gradually turn into disagreements and arguments and misunderstandings and eventually turn into more fighting than I'd like to admit. I thought back then to myself, this can't be what love is about. There must be more to it. And that's why I was so excited in my studies of metaphysics when Lazarus gave us a map and a guide that showed me when I was on track with my actions of being loving with others and when I was off track. I worked a lot with the information that I'm about to give to all of you and I learned how to not only be more loving, but I also learned how to spot more easily when family members and others were not being loving to me. Very valuable information. We can all have issues with boundaries when we think we're being loved, when we may not be being loved. And it's good to know these boundaries. It took a while, but the information that I'm about to share with you is that map, that guide that I have used for decades now to grow love in myself and to move toward loving others. Lazarus told us years ago that love is comprised of seven action steps that we can do in order to produce seven responses in ourselves, and in others. So I'm going to be going through these lists. It'll be 14 things I'll be mentioning here. It may seem like a lot. And if you're, if anyone is interested, you can always email me at maria at legendaryleaders.com and I'm happy to send you an actual physical, uh, let's say, <laughs> list of these so that you don't have to write them all down. But here they are. The seven ac- action steps are a process and they go in a specific order. Each step builds upon the other. So what are the seven actions of love that we can do to be more loving? Number one is the action of giving. Being giving to ourselves and being giving to others. Number two, responding. Having the willingness and the ability to respond to ourselves and to others being responsive to them and to ourselves, and being willing to be responsible to ourselves and to others. Number three is respecting, respecting ourselves and respecting others. You know, recently, as I've been aware of this health challenge I'm going through right now and pushing myself to achieve as I was before, I really have come become more aware, particularly now, that I really haven't been respecting the needs of my body as I could have. And now I'm learning to respect that. That's just an example of respecting many aspects of respect. Number four, knowing. 
taking time to know ourselves and to know those we love, rather than just thinking we know them, to look deeper with openness and curiosity. Number five, the action is intimacy, creating time and space to be close, tender, intimate with ourselves and with those we love. Intimacy for some may just may mean sex. It certainly can include it in certain relationships. But to be close and tender with those we love, again, drawing closer, opening up more clearly to that intimacy, that closeness and tenderness. Number six is commitment, having commitments with ourselves and loved ones and keeping those commitments. Number seven is caring, caring for ourselves, caring for those we love. And these are the seven actions of loving. I'll go through the seven again. Giving, responding, respecting, knowing, intimacy, commitment, and caring. Those are the seven actions of love. But it isn't just seven actions to do willy-nilly. It's doing these seven actions of love to produce seven very specific responses in ourselves and in others. And what are those seven responses that we're looking to produce for ourselves and others? We do these actions. We give, we respond, respect, know, we're intimate, committed, and caring to produce these responses in ourselves and others. Number one, the response of safety. Doing these seven actions to create the feeling of safety and security in ourselves and in others. Number two, we do these things to create pleasure. We give, respond, respect, and know, etc. to give ourselves and our loved ones the feeling of pleasure. Number three, honesty. To be honest with ourselves and with others. To give them that knowing that we're being honest with them and with ourselves. Number four is trust. To create a real environment of trust within ourselves and for others. Number five is a reduced fear of loss. Reducing the fear of loss for yourself and for others is a state of being so much a part of being loved. Number six is care and intimacy. We spoke about those as actions. Well, they are actions, but they also produce a feeling of care and intimacy. We do the seven actions of loving, including being caring and being intimate with ourselves and others to produce an environment and response of being cared for and having intimacy. And the seventh is being known. Again, we give, respond, respect, and know to give ourselves and others the response, the feeling, and environment of being known. These are the seven actions of love that create these seven responses. It's a lot to think about. (laughs) I know. But it's good to have these two lists handy. Because to know them, to memorize them, so that when you're in relationships with others and you wonder if you're being loving or when you question if your loved one is being loving with you, you can go down these lists and and you can ask yourself questions. And you can also journal your responses and therefore grow your ability to be more loving and be more loved. An example of this would be number one, for example, in, in the actions of love, which is giving. Beginning with your relationship with yourself, you could ask yourself in journal, where am I giving to myself? Where don't I give to myself? Where could I be more giving to myself that would create more safety, more pleasure, more honesty, trust, and reduced fear of loss for myself, etc.? You can see that you could journal on these seven action steps and seven responses 
and deepen your relationship to loving yourself. How powerful that would be in your personal growth. Now, we spoke last week about creating an inner sanctuary and the many benefits that you receive for yourself by taking the time and space to create an inner sanctuary within yourself. Today, we will journey back to your inner sanctuary and sit with your essential self, your higher self, and focus today on being loved. So today, let's deepen your relationship with this inner sanctuary and your higher self. Both of these hold so many gifts for you. And again, as a reminder, giving yourself time and space to return to your inner sanctuary on a daily basis or on a regular basis of some kind, you will be growing new neural pathways in your brain to bring calm and deep peace to be more present in your daily life. As well, you will be training your neurobiology to be receiving more love directly from your higher self so that you can wean yourself away from expecting to get these things outside of yourself from others or from your addictions. So let's go on a guided visualization. We will be moving into a meditative state. For those of you listening at work or driving in your car, you can still listen to the visualization, but again, continue to breathe deeply and stay conscious of where you are and what you're doing. You can return to this recording, fast forward the radio recording, and do the deeper visualization when you have space to do it on your own. And for those of you who are going to be doing the visualization right now, give yourself permission to, again, experience your senses fully, make it up, use your imagination to fill in the blanks, and you will be returning to your inner sanctuary and receiving the love of your higher self. So find a comfortable place. If you need to unplug phones or shut down the computer or close the door to keep children or others out for a little bit of time, I'll be counting you down to help you relax and you'll find yourself in that place in nature that feels magical to you. Or for you, maybe your inner sanctuary is a cozy room somewhere. Or again, it may be in a bubble of space somewhere. Decorated the way you love it to be, with stars, crystals, candlelight, and flowers, you can just make it up. So please close your eyes and allow yourself to relax hearing the sound of my voice. You've had a taste of your inner sanctuary, and for those who haven't, you can be doing that right now. Hearing the sound of my voice, just relax, perhaps feeling your seat in the chair where you are seated. Perhaps lying down, your favorite way when you like to relax, to quiet the mind, to come inside yourself. Allowing yourself now to go deeper, feeling tension in your body relaxing into the floor, letting it drain out of your body, from the top of your head down through your neck and shoulders, letting any tension, any holding any achiness, just let that drain down your arms, your torso, through your forearms, your hands, and down through your hips and buttocks, through your thighs and knees, feeling it all just going down, relaxing, going deeper. Through your knees, your calves, your ankles and feet, feeling all of that tension or anything you're holding on to, any thoughts, any distractions, let them go. 
going deeper. You may use images of a mantra that you say repeatedly if that's your way, or descending or ascending a huge circular staircase, each step going deeper. Or perhaps like a boat on a smooth lake that is cast off from its mooring, you drift, drifting farther. That's right, going deeper, drifting farther, letting go. And as you hear the sound of my voice, you go deeper and drift further, letting go. That's right, a little bit more. And to help you go even deeper, I will count from five to one. And at the count of one, you'll find yourself in your inner sanctuary, that private place apart, place where you can be in a safe place. You won't be disturbed, a place in nature, in a room somewhere, in a bubble of time and space. That is your inner sanctuary, five Letting go, going deeper. Four, that's right, sinking down. Three, two, going deeper, a little more. Two and one, one, one. And begin to open your inner senses to your sanctuary. Opening to the sights of this inner sanctuary around you, noticing the colors, the lights, the shadows, the shapes all around. Notice the terrain or the room or what is around you. As you notice the sights filling in, if you don't see anything, That's fine. You can make it up. And to these sights, you add sound. What sounds would be in this space in nature? Listen, perhaps with your heart, perhaps with your inner ears. Listen to the sounds, the rush of leaves or water. Perhaps for you, it's a crackling fire or a distant clock. It could be the sound of music, whatever is there in your sanctuary. And to sights and to sounds, add the smell. How does your sanctuary smell? They're fragrant flowers. Or is it a smell, perhaps, of sand or wind 
or flowers or something you can't even put a name to. The smell of grass. The smell of fire. Opening your senses to sights, sounds and smells. Making it up. Expanding your senses. Using your imagination. And to the sights, the sounds and smells, add touch. Explore with your hands. Let yourself feel the sanctuary around you. Explore perhaps the feel of the chair where you're seated in this inner sanctuary. Or perhaps it's the grass or the sand, wherever you may be. Explore, perhaps even in your inner sanctuary, move about as you touch the crystals or the petals of a flower. Exploring with your hands. How does it feel, feeling the warmth or the cool of the sanctuary? And with sight and sound, with smell and touch, you can almost taste this safety, this sanctuary that you are in. And now you sit and call forth that essential self in you. I call my essential self, I call my higher self to be with me, to make your presence known. And if you don't feel or see or touch or hear anything, that's fine. Just make it up. You may feel a new presence within your body, a warmth, a tingling, perhaps a fullness of some kind, perhaps nothing. Regardless, it is still happening. No matter how aware you are, you are seated there with your higher self. They may take a form, they may sit separately from you, but feel the presence of this loving being, this loving you, who is so happy that you've asked to be with them, that you've asked them to join you today. And you may ask, open or turn up the volume of my ability to sense you, please. And like a dial, you can imagine turning up 100% the volume of experiencing this presence around you or in you. And feel the love. Feel that sense of their giving to you. That sense of their being there responding to you, giving, responding. Feel the energy of them respecting you, how much they respect you right now, exactly as you are. And in some way, Experience how they know you. They are you, you are they, and they are very conscious. 
they know you and love you. And let yourself open to the intimacy as best you can to this presence. And feel their commitment to you and their caring for you. And again, if you don't sense these things or feel them, that's fine. You're opening to these responses, allowing yourself to be open to receiving them. Your higher self wants to bring you that feeling of safety, a feeling of pleasure. They want to open to that sense of honesty in you, your honesty with yourself and honesty honesty to the love that is right inside of you waiting to be discovered. To help you open to be able to trust that love, to lean into that love and know that love. They want to help reduce your fear of loss to create more care and intimacy with you. And above all, or equal to perhaps, that you are known and a feeling of being known by this love. Open to it. And you may even say, I want to experience more of this love. Help me to know more of being loved right now. Or perhaps to deepen my relationship of love with myself. Whatever is your desire, ask it now. Expanding, opening, deeper. Letting yourself be loved and knowing it. Knowing that you are loved. So be it, and so it is. Thank you. And so gently feel yourself, maybe reluctantly, maybe eagerly, beginning to come back, hearing the sound of my voice as you come back into your body. And you'll open your eyes at the count of five, not until I do say five. One, sensing you're coming back into the room where you were first seated or lying down. Two, beginning to hear my voice coming back. Three, That's right, three, four, maybe wiggling your toes and fingers, four and five. Open your eyes back here in the room, wide awake. Take a deep breath with me and let it out with a sound. (sighs) 
that's good. Rubbing your legs, rubbing your arms, maybe tapping your forehead and by your throat area there, tapping that too, coming back. Thank you and thank your higher self that you gave yourself a little tonic there, a moment to be loved. Take another deep breath if you're not quite back, and please don't be operating any heavy machinery for a while. So take another deep breath with me and let it out with a sound. Ah, that's good. Well, we're excited to be taking some calls from callers, and we're going to invite you to start, those of you who have answers, or I should say who are looking for answers to questions you have from your higher selves. We're all kind of in a slight meditative state here. Please call in now. I'd love for you to call in. And that number again is, where did I put that? one one 472 5795 And we're about to go into a break. So we'll be back in just a moment. Please do call in and we'll be with our next caller after this break. Join Maria Danley for a free in-depth call where you'll learn how to get unstuck and get focused on what you really want. Go to www.findpeacenow.com and sign up today so you don't miss this rare opportunity. Trying to stay focused and get things done in a fast-paced world with information overload is difficult for everyone. It's easy to lose sight of your priorities, get stuck, or find yourself spinning at times with too much to do. In this free call with Maria, you'll learn exactly what to do to get unstuck, get back in your power, and get focused on what really matters to you. Maria Danley, a California certified medical intuitive, transformational life coach, and energy healer with over 20 years of experience in health, wellness, and transformation, has helped thousands of people worldwide. Join Maria for this free, powerful, transformational process and get unstuck now so you can get focused on what you really want. Go to www.findpeacenow.com and sign up today. You are listening to Legendary Leaders with Maria Danley. To receive the answer to your most burning question, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Now, let's return to Legendary Leaders. Hello and welcome back. And I am in a slight meditative state here. Uh, that meditation helped me as well. We have Lynn on the phone. Lynn from Palm Springs. Lynn, are you there? Yes. Um, I just wanted to ask what my higher self would like to say to me right now. I'm in a, a lot of crisis right now okay. and overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Cry. can't find peace in it, Okay. Yes, we'll do the best we can here, Lynn, and we're going to talk with her right now and just give us a moment. Is there anything, any aspect of this? Because we can sense certainly that you're quite frazzled and overwhelmed, absolutely, and there's a lot of emotion here, Lynn, um, a lot of feeling that in some ways you're holding, we, we, we'd see, we'll say this, and get, we see two things immediately, but we do want to just check in with your higher self. One moment. 
Okay, three things actually are going on here. One is that there's an intense emotion, and a lot of it is that you're afraid to be feeling the amount of emotion that's coming through. There's a part of you that is panicking, we want to say, and we will also say that that is also a much younger part of you. There's a part of you feeling, where is support? Who is here? Where is somebody that is going to be here right now? It's almost like a child in the dark crying. Do you understand what we're talking about? I absolutely understand. Okay, so we would say, first of all, a few deep breaths for you. And we mean it, taking a really deep breath. And sometimes when we're really upset, we, we hate it when people say that. I know it's no fun. But a couple of very deep breaths and letting it out really slowly where you're... And then letting it out slowly, it'll start to help relax your body. Now, another thing that is going on here, right here is that you're being really hard on yourself as we sense it here, Lynn, that you're kind of beating yourself up here for uh, being in this wild, to say, place that you're in. Um, as I say, feeling kind of cut off, yeah? You, can you yeah. hear the, those negative voices in your yeah. head? Yeah, sweetie. You need, and you're, so you're repressing the emotion and you're, you're not letting yourself cry. Yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes. They just seem like you can't fix them. Oh, honey. Well, but I understand what you're saying. I I didn't uh, deal with my fear before I talked to you, and there was no time, and I wanted to get on. And uh, I do know how to do that. that that's good, and I, we're we're sorry for the crisis that you're in. We also know that uh, part of it is we're just talking about now the mechanics. Now the fear. The, the almost the refusal to cry because you're afraid of how much emotion is there and then also the anger that you have so much emotion and then on top of that um, the the being so hard on yourself so there's a need when when you calm down a little bit to forgive yourself for some of the mistakes now we want to say this that your negative ego is being particularly rough right now because it has like it's like open playground now let's really beat Lynn up here and so we want to say write some of that stuff out you can when you write it out you can start to see how many lies are there you're not so bad you're not so terrible you haven't done such horrible mistakes you've learned from these things and we want to say the result is that your adult is not present your child is absolutely frantic and parts of you are kind of going nuts so that's what we uh-huh. say, see, see for you sweetie but you know here's the other thing that and I want to be clear about what you yourself is saying here one moment they want to tell you how much how beautiful you are Lynn your higher self is saying to me you are so beautiful you are you are right on track, even though it looks like things are falling falling apart, and things are in some ways falling apart. But that there are things that it's time to go, and uh, we know that without getting too much into the situation, they want to say you are beautiful, and that that you are being held and you're loved. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. I believe it, yes. And of course, we can go deeper another time, but we'd rather take it into a more, more private space, yeah? And yeah. Um, you could yeah. give us a ring and um, we could talk about that then. But right. thank you. I'd like to do that. Thank, thank you. you. All right, then. Thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate that. And much, much love and care to you. Be gentle with yourself and give yourself permission to, to do some things that are just nourishing and fun, but just for the fun of it, yeah? Yeah. All right, honey. Blessings you. to you. You're very welcome. Is Samantha on the line from San Diego? Yes. Hi, Samantha. Thank you for calling in. Hi, Maria. Hi. What what question do you have today? Now, my question is, is I'd like some assistance with um, having my shame lifted, removed, and um, I haven't been real successful. Yeah. And um, so if I, you can give me some suggestions, that would be great. 
Well, that's, first of all, congratulations to you. That's such a vulnerable topic. Good that uh, you're anonymous here. But we will say this about about shame, Samantha. Shame is a tough one. We all experience shame when we, uh, the natural, or let's say the, the more normal feelings to have in childhood are remorse when we do things that we feel badly about. But shame gets passed down generation to generation. And we can't process it. And that's why it seems so sticky. How do we get rid of this shame? just we carry it around. I try to process it and I can't do it. And it's true, you can't. The only way to deal with shame is really uh, two things. One is to give it back to the per- perpetrator. Now we say to do this, you can sense, okay, I picked up a lot of shame from my mother or father or brother or this teacher or that lover, or whatever. And you go in, in your imagination into meditation to a place where you watch yourself uh, in, a, in a position where someone is dumping shame on you, you this, you low life that, you're never going to whatever. Um, or the, the other side of it is, is, is tremendous demands. You know, wow, wow, you know, you only got a, an A minus on this. Why didn't you get an A plus? Or, you know, why are you just the tree in the play? Why aren't you the princess kind of stuff that we would get from childhood? Shame can come from both places. Either really feeling I'm, I'm a real, real low life or I just can't succeed or be perfect enough. So anyway, you go into an image or a scene, and you see this in your imagination, someone dumping shame on you, and you see the age that you are, it's younger than you are today, and then you actually will, this is a little tricky, but you'll step into the meditation, you the adult self, like stand between the perpetrator and the one who's receiving the shame, and you stand in front of the you, and look squarely at the person person dumping the shame, and you get say no. You stop right now. You are not going to dump shame on this girl. And you yell at that person. You get their attention. And you, what you're going to do then is say, this is your shame. And you're going to sense like a 200-pound bag of manure, of horse manure, smelly bag of shame on the floor. Drag it across the floor and hand it to that person. And don't let them you know, talk their way out of it. You give them the shame and you watch them drag that shame and they step away dragging the shame. And they have to take, around, take it away and look back to that girl and you hold her. Now they're going to be happy that one in meditation, we hope this isn't too confusing, is going to be thrilled that she has uh, someone who's looking out for her. Because from her perspective, you're her future self. Now, that's a little complex. You can go back and listen to the recording, and but we would say you do that and you do it repeatedly and do that with different places. Now, the other area, and this is much, much simpler, it really will work, but sometimes we like more complicated things to do when we're doing our process work. But you can ask for it to be lifted. Shame can be lifted. And you say, I ask my higher self to lift my shame. And you ask several times during the day, maybe you get quiet and you just imagine them lifting the shame and that will work. It takes time, but in time that will be lifted. So try those two things. Again, if you have any issues, you can give me a ring or send me an email. But just to say it's one, seeing it happen in meditation, giving that shame back to the perpetrator and you'll feel it when it lifts. And um, that, and the other is to ask for it to be lifted. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thank you for calling in, Samantha. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, we have Carolyn on the line all the way from Israel. Carolyn, thank you for calling in. We know you called last uh, week. Thank you. Yes, hello. Thanks for calling in from Israel. My goodness. And how are you today? Mm-hmm. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Um, well, 
I had two questions, so I had to choose, and I'll choose the question of the heart regarding the topic today. Okay. Um, I have this love in my heart that it's a dead end, kind of. Uh, it took me through, it pulled me through for quite a while. And uh, as I love to live in my imagination, my question would be, like, I I know I need to let go. I don't really want to let go. But then I wonder if it's actually blocking me also in other areas of my life. So mm-hmm. yes. I would well, me- love my higher self. Thank you. So just looking at this, it's a love that's in your heart, and it's been it's been there for a while, but it's feeling like a dead end, and you're wondering whether to hold on to it or leave it. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, let me just talk with your higher self for a moment. Well, it's a little noisy on your end, Carolyn, but we'll... So if you, a little bit maybe breathing into the phone. Okay, great. So here's what they're, what, what I'm sensing. I'm, and, and this is with a man, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The image they're giving me uh, of this man is that he's just sort of standing still. Like he's not moving forward. He's not moving back. He's not committing. He's, um, it looks like he's also has, uh, I don't know, commitments elsewhere. But he's kind of just holding you there it doesn't you're right in, in that it's a dead end absolutely it is a dead end and in some ways um we will say this that you're make sure i'm hearing correctly one moment yes so much of uh this 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 love you've been feeling for this particular man they're, they're telling me has been because of your imagination you've been filling in a lot of the relationship filling in the, this and that and you know having let's say quite a relationship with him <laughs> in your imagination going here going there doing this and thinking about dreaming of days when it might be this way or that that's understandable we as women will sometimes and men do that um but we're sensing that you used that a uh, relationship and this this excitement around this man uh, as a way to feel the feelings of love and make that up and it is part of sometimes it's part of what love addiction is all about where we we hold an image of someone and uh, we keep thinking about that someone and we get the whole neurobiological response of of you know excitement and love and passion and all of that that we could the brain can tri- trigger because again the mind does not know the difference between what it imagines and what is actually real and so in some ways this man has given you uh, an ex- not an excuse, but giving you a focus to let yourself feel loved, even though part of you knew that it probably never was going to come about. Um, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, let's see. But uh, I'm asking specifically, and, and we can we can look to the other question. But we would say this: there's a feeling we know that it's hard to let go. Because of you've built up so many thought forms and so much love around this particular relationship, right? Yeah. 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 And as a result, you feel like if you let go of that, you're not going to have any space. You're not. I mean, you're not going. The space will be a big hole. Like you're going to not be loved, and it's going to be too a bit too scary for you. And so right now, that's been. We would put it this way: a crutch, so that you could get on with your work and your day, and you had a loving relationship, even though it was more in your mind. So it will take courage 
to let it go. But we would say that we don't see a future here in that. Um, in other words, we don't see him letting go. It looks like he's already in another relationship or some kind of commitment, but we don't sense that he's moving or that he wants to be moving from that. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. So we would say, you know, today particularly we worked with inner sanctuary and feeling the love of the higher self. And it does take muscle. It takes muscle to say, I'm going to let go of this and I'm going to be filling myself up with my, uh, with the love of my higher self. We also could point you to a book. It's called Facing Love Addiction. And this isn't just for you, Carolyn. This could be for many um, men and women out there who fantasize about love and it takes the place. What happens is when we fantasize about love, and I can put myself in that category from years ago when I had a major crush on Gregory Peck or whatever, that took the place, you know, that holds the space that could be for real love to come. Instead, we hold on to a fantasy love and we in many ways deprive ourselves of ever finding the real love we're looking for but it feels like it takes the place and so it keeps us safe so we would say it's time to let go because there is love out there for you and you will be going through a transition this book um, by Pia Melody uh, Facing Love Addiction may be really helpful to you because it's an actual pattern that we do where we have an idealized idea of love and then we we start looking for it and so when we date or we're with other men or women for example we are um, always let's say come looking at our list we hold inside of what we're looking for, the demands we're making on love. And we're, we're looking to see if this person, okay, here's a match. Okay, yep, he's this, he's this, he's this. Oh, no, not there. No, he's not there. And then, you know, until finally what we're trying to do is manipulate. It's kind of like asking people to show up and be the list that we want them to be. And what, what, what actually is going on there is that we aren't even present to the person. Instead, we're, we're projecting onto them what we want them to be and not really perceiving who they are. And most often, people who, who suffer from this love addiction are attracting other love addicts, too. And they're in a place of just, uh, and I know this because this is something I really worked through and I can happily say I'm done with, is that this, uh, you know, it, it's painful to give up the ideal and really be open to find out who is this person sitting across from me. I don't know. Who are they really? I'm curious instead of just bringing out my agenda list because they're, you know, to fit my image of love. And so it is courageous to stop making demands on love and it's courageous to set this ideal down. But um, it is flat. We don't sense that there's any uh, real love going on there, but what's in your imagination, so to speak. And that doesn't mean you don't care about each other or have, you know, feelings for each other, but it isn't what you're imagining it to be. I'm sorry, that's painful to hear sometimes, but we hope that's helpful. It is. It is tremendously Car- helpful. Okay. So, Carol, Carol, another question. You can. We don't have another caller. And again, we will say to most people out there, please do call in if you want questions answered. One eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. We are waiting for other callers. And in the meantime, Carolyn, why don't you give us the other question while we're waiting for the next caller? Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, my work. I feel like I'm on a brink. Like I, I, I'm, I want to step more out into the world with my gifts, with my talents, uh, step by step, but more to be exposed. Um, and I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what is it? What are you feeling particularly drawn to in terms of expressing in your gifts and your talents? What is it that you're wanting to step out with? 
This is also where I'm confused, and um, I'm a healer. I, I, I want to teach um, and to work with art and beauty, and uh, somehow now I feel I need to manifest it in form, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know where to start. Well, one, one issue that we sense is going on here is that you, you're holding an image that you somehow have to be perfect at this or that somehow if you get out and show your art or show who you are or, or show your healing, that somehow you have to be great at it. <laughs> and uh, that that's, seems to be more your rule than, than what's really true. We would suggest this. You do have many talents, you have many gifts, and, and as we say, there's perfectionist going on. Another aspect of this is that there's a feeling, I don't know where to go because you're afraid of failing. And so we would say to dabble. Can you give yourself permission to dabble a little bit? Like, do your art in a way that's just for you. It isn't to have to show the world. It doesn't have to be great. It's just play with color. And um, let me just check in with your higher self a moment about it. They're showing me your hands. They're saying that your hands have a lot of energy in them, that hands-on healing really will work for you. And, of course, with the work you've been doing on yourself and with your metaphysics, there's profound healing that can come through you uh, with that. You may want to do that just for friends or, or close ones, just as a gift, not having to announce it or get. don't go create a card or anything just yet. And the same thing with color. They're, just, they're saying color and movement and um, the healing in your hands, that those are all to play with. Um, now they're showing me veils and, and fabrics and things that might be, we, we just see you dancing. Now, sometimes it's images that are literal, sometimes they're images that are more metaphoric. But images of veils and you moving, uh, your beauty, your beauty and your movement and the color and you being the woman that you are and not afraid of the woman that you are. These are the images they're giving to me to share with you. And for right now, play. You don't have to expose yourself or get out there and be great at anything. It's just more for you to play with yourself and a great way to take your mind off of some of the the love addiction. Now, when you're doing the other aspect, of course, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be thinking about him and just say, no, no, I'm not going to, I refuse to project about him right now. I'm going to open myself to my higher self, to God and to the life that really is there, my future self to come in and give me answers that are real with harm to none. Okay? Yeah. Yes. All right, Carolyn. Well, thank you for calling. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for spreading your light in Israel. How beautiful. So, love to you. We'll talk again another time. And we have uh, Barbara here from Phoenix. Hello. Hi. Hello, Barbara. How are you today? I am good. Great. Um, My question is... I've been going through a very dreamy, sleepy period the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. and if I get enough sleep, which is way more than I need (laughs) normally, I'm fine. It's not like, it doesn't seem like it's got to do with illness, but sometimes I'll just, like, need to lay down and go out really hard for two or three hours, and um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just would like to know from my higher self what's going on. It, it actually seems like it's probably a good thing. It's a very good it's thing. very and, different. Yeah, and we're going to have to be kind of shorter. We didn't realize we only have five minutes to the close of the show, but we will say this, and we, we uh, luckily we know you and your higher self well. So we will say, just double, double checking, that it's not just our imagination, but hers one moment. 
You're processing a lot, Barbara. And, you know, we take so much information, so much is going on, and, and we know also that you have been going through um, a number of, of challenges with, with your spiritual work and um, parts of you that are going in different directions. But they're telling me that you're taking in a lot of information. You're doing a lot on many other dimensions. When you feel the need to to stop and sleep, just do it. And that would go for anybody listening here. When you just feel tired, take that space. We're, we're creating a new world. <laughs> we keep thinking that our conscious mind is doing it all. It isn't. It's just a, a pee in the, in the sea of ocean of what we're really doing here. So getting lots of sleep, getting rest is good for you. And there is another part they're telling me is that you are dreaming. You're dreaming of what's next for you. Now, you've got a lot of great things on your plate. But part of you is dreaming what they will be, what's going on. And um, it's a very, very active active dreams that you're having again lots of color and movement but for you let yourself dream and sleep and please have your eight hours every night because that you need that you need that dream time okay mm-hmm. okay I, I hope that's useful was there was there anything particularly I, I guess we're about four minutes to the close here so if that will suffice for now Barbara we thank that you for calling okay we thank you for calling in and love to you thank, thank you so you. much thank you well, thank, thank you to all who have called in today, and we will um, next week, uh, well, we'll be talking about next week in a moment, but thanks for all who have called in today. We really do love channeling for all of you. That's all the time we have for today, so thank you for listening. And for those of you interested in having a private re- session with me, a reading where we can talk directly with your higher self, you can sign up by going to www.mariadanley.com. That's spelled M-A-R-I-A-D-A-N-L-Y, no E. And just click on the offerings tab there. Scroll down and click on higher self readings. And you can book an appointment with me there. And don't forget to write in the word legendary in the coupon code box to get 10% off my usual price of a one-hour reading. Again, mariadanley.com. And if you're interested in receiving the two lists of information with the seven actions of love and seven responses of love today, please email me. At by emailing Maria at legendaryleaders.com and I'll send you that information or just out to you. I'll send that to you. It's nice to have that in front of you. And I'm so excited to announce that my guest for next week is Jack Purcell. Jack Purcell is the channel for Lazarus that I've mentioned many times on this show. And Jack rarely does interviews, but I was very lucky to have him come on the show and speak with all of us. And that will be next week, May 5th. I'm going to use the full hour to talk with Jack. We'll be talking about metaphysics and the Merlin Arthur legend that we've, we've just started to talk about with you. He, he talks about it so beautifully. And that will be next week. So please join us and tell your friends about it as well. I won't be channeling on that show, but I will the next week. So I love it when you all call in. So please do that too. So, again, I want to thank all of you for listening to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. It's an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you're destined to be. And thank you for doing that deep inner work. You are giving such a service to this planet and to yourselves when you do. So, until next week, I send you my love and best wishes for a wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week.